Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, another edition of Catfish Weekly. This is Catfish Weekly 33. Uh, tonight we're talking sportsmanship and image. We got Lyle Stokes with us, Chuck Davidson, myself, Chris Wallace, a.k.a. FUD. Um, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about sportsmanship and, again, on the, on the subject of the image in catfishing. Uh, there's been a lot of things going on here recently in, in the catfishing world that we just kind of felt like, you know, we would like to touch up on, and and uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, hand it over to Lyle and let you get us going on on tonight's subject of uh, the sportsmanship. All right, guys, we um, we as cat fishermen need to produce the best image that we can, um, and it's not that we want to be the size of bass tournaments or crappie tournaments or anything like that, although catfishing is growing at a rapid rate right now. Um, image is one of the most important things that we can do to make our sport better. Um, there's a guide out on Santee Cooper that constantly posts pictures of his catches and his clients with fish nailed to a board. Um, you know, I, I begin to think the guy's just inbred. I mean, there's nothing worse that you could possibly do for the image of the sport of catfishing than nail up a bunch of fish to a board and post it on Facebook and any other place that will let you post it uh, to show what you're catching. You know, it's great that you're catching fish. Uh, it's great that you're, you're taking these people out with their families and putting them on great numbers of fish. There's nobody doubting that, that you can't put people on fish or that you don't catch quality fish, but there's no reason to drag the whole catfishing community down by posting pictures of a, of a bunch of fish nailed to a board. That's just completely ludicrous. It, it's the most senseless thing that I've ever seen on any uh, public forum of any kind. I, I, just, I just can't believe it. Uh, another thing is, is people... Uh, mistreating fish, and that goes a long ways with uh, what happened at a tournament over the weekend, and, and uh, I got drug into it uh, against my will. I didn't want to involved with the conversation, didn't know I was going to be involved in it, but then I have been brought into it and disowned by a couple of the guys involved with it. When you're in a catfishing tournament, uh, regardless of the reason, you don't take fish and throw them up in the air and let them hit the water. Uh, and if this makes some people mad, then I'm sorry, but that's the way I feel about it. Uh, most of us spend hundreds and thousands of dollars to build live wells to keep these fish alive, no matter if they're channel cap, flatheads, blues. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're uh, six inches long or 80 pounds. You don't treat them like that in the public eye and let everybody in the world know that you're throwing these fish around and we're trying to do the best we can to make sure that they go through a live well, go through the check-in line, get weighed and turned in and turned back out to where they're, they're safe and, and can swim away without any issues. Doing that is just completely crazy. And I like these guys. They made some posts and some funny stuff before this happened, running around in Speedos and stuff. And, I, you know, I thought that was kind of cute. He was having a good time, but that's just wrong, boys. I, I mean, if it makes you mad, that's, it just have to make you mad. What you did was wrong, and uh, if you'd have done that in a Twisted Cat Outdoor Tournament, you'd have been banned for life. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I th I think that having a good time is having a good time. Nobody is saying that, that uh, you know, you shouldn't have a good time when you're out fishing and things, but, but you know, it doesn't matter what kind of fish it is, what, what size, like Lyle said. Um, you know, if, if you don't respect the sport that you're doing and and, and have the respect for the other people in it, and and really that is a lack of respect for the other people fishing that tournament and the and the sport that you're in. Um, that, that it really, like you know, we're talking about image. That's you got to think more about even what you're thinking and think about what other people will think and and uh, the image. Like you know, with what we're trying to get done in catfishing, that things like that don't help. Along with the the nailing fish to a board, you know, that, to that person they're thinking that's a big that's an advertisement, you know, that's going to bring me more clients, 
um, to me and I, I think to a lot of people, and that's what we're going to try to do is change people's view on this. You know, we want you get we want all people who who are fishing to see uh, what and and try to think the way we're thinking, and that's the conservation in in mind, and that's with uh, um, the sport of catfishing in mind and thinking about things beyond you know catching a hundred fish and and nailing them to a board and you know being trophy fish there's lots of people that would love to catch those fish and and you might think it's a unlimited resource but I can tell you I can guarantee you it's not an unlimited resource um, you know I, I've I've heard a lot of things about like the Santee Cooper lakes and how there is tons of fish in there and oh you know well I think they're uh, they're starting to realize there's some people down there that are starting to try to really fight for for getting some regulations in place because of how many fish are being taken and, and uh, the decrease in numbers that is starting to occur and it might even be rapid you know at one point it'll just you know it'll be a really really and, and the guys that are doing that you know I think that the advertisement form with the you know a client holding up a fish with a big smile on their face would sell them more guide services than a bunch of fish nailed to a board that's just me in my personal opinion, absolutely, you know, absolutely. You know and, and and then you know, telling your clients, yeah, you know, you know, we're, we'll keep all the eaters you want, and I consider eaters, you know, ten pounds, twelve pounds, whatever, and you know, we, we'll get you a cooler full of uh, some catfish to take home and eat, you know, if you're if that's what you want to do with it. But I do want to keep uh, conservation in mind, and we're going to throw some of the bigger ones back and. You know, I mean, that's not going to stop you from getting clients. You know, your guys are going to come fish with you and catch those fish, and they're going to be able to take some catfish home if that's what they want, and they're going to be perfectly fine with that. I guarantee it. There, there's another thing to, to touch on with that too, Chris. Uh, they recently passed the regulations uh, on Lake the Ozarks and Truman Lake, and and uh, there's a half a dozen people or so down there that don't think that that's a good deal. Everybody else in the state and, and even out of state thinks it's a great deal, except for the, the very few that that uh, put up the propaganda that everybody's against it, which is a bunch of crap hole and everybody knows it. But these guys, there's two guides down there that take pride in taking every fish they catch that is legal to Kate and show pictures on their web pages and websites uh, of a uh, very nice uh, butchering table and in fact it's a whole building set up to clean fish and they just roll them up there like cordwood and start filleting these fish out and uh, you know that's something else you, that stuff should never be be put on there if you want to clean your fish and everything that's something for YouTube not on public forum yeah I, I don't think that seeing the image of cleaning a bunch of fish you know no, that doesn't do anything for clients if you ask me I'm I would almost guarantee you know Seeing, seeing a guy that has uh, a ton of happy customers of pictures and things like that. In most guide services you look at, that's what they're showing. You know, you look at a lot of these other places, they don't show pictures of you know 40 fish, you know, in the back of a pickup truck, you know, or or hanging on a tree or anything dumb like that. They just got pictures of clients who are happy with a big fish in their hands, and that's. That's what people really want to do. They want to go out there and catch the fish. They don't want to hang them on a board and have you know advertise for your business to show that you're able to catch fish. I mean that's that's for you. That's not for your client. You know, and if you start thinking about your client more, I think that's you know you're you're probably going to do better for yourself. But you also shooting your own self in the foot by taking so many fish out of out of the place where you're guiding and. You know, you, even if you're taking a lot there, you know you're you're eventually, like I said, you're going to deplete the resource, and you're you're going to have to you're going to have more and more bad days when you're guiding. You're going to you know have more and more skunks or more and more days where you just don't catch very many fish, and eventually you're just not going to be able to do what you enjoy doing, which is guiding. So, you know, the smarter thing is just taking a few of those fish that you're catching and just release them and practicing that and teaching your clients that you know this is what's good for the species this is what's good for our sport for catfish and it's all around a win-win well one thing that I've always said you know if you want to take fish out don't put it on public forum you know nobody really cares as long as you're not breaking the law yeah. nobody really cares if you take your fish 
that you're legally obligated that you can have and take them home and eat them. Nobody does, nobody really cares. And nobody cares if you're taking out uh, a fish that's been deep hooked and is going to die, is bleeding profusely. Things like that is understandable. You got you, There's no sense of wasting them or if you're truly going to eat them. Uh, the couple of things that really get to me are people that talk about filling freezers every year and then when spring rolls around, they haven't ate the fish, so they fill them out and fill them up again. Uh, that, that really kind of burns me, and I know it happens all the time. Uh, that shouldn't be done. But if, if you're going to do that, show the select fish that you want to, that, that people want to see that you caught. You don't have to say, well, we cleaned 40 fish or whatever. But why start the the uh, issue uh, and, and knowing you're going to have, have people cause you grief over it, just keep what you want as long as it's legal. Clean your fish, take them home, eat them, and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Scott in the chat said, you know, if we really want to support conservation, why don't more tournament series go to a two to three fish limit instead of the five and six fish limits, which is a good point. Um, you know, I mean, I, I do think a lot of the a lot of tournaments should do that. They should. You know, it, for that for the reason of stressing fish and live well losing fish on summer days, things like that, I think a two to three fish limit, probably a three fish limit, should be what most tournaments are, especially if you're on big water. Well, that's one of the things we, as far as I know, Twisted Cat Outdoors, and I see that Chuck says that they done it was was the first and for a long time the only trail that had a three fish limit, and we caught some grief over that, especially in Channel Cat predominantly area tournaments that we had but we have tournaments in places where there's such big fish like st louis and uh parksville and different places where there's a lot of big fish turned in uh that that most people uh doesn't have a live well for more than three fish and and uh they don't come in and weigh them in early if they're on fish and i don't blame them i wouldn't want to leave them either but you know even though we have someone at the ramp uh, or you, if it's a small tournament, you can call Cindy and I, and we'll run in and, and weigh your fish and turn them loose and get them going. But uh, the three fish limit is something that every tournament trail could, if they don't want to do it, they should at least take a good look at it. If there is big fish in that area at any one given time, somebody could hit three fish that weigh over 50 pounds. And, I, and I've mentioned this before, but until you do a weigh-in like we had with Danny South and we're on three fish. He weighed 195.2 pounds. Boys, just think about that for a minute. Who in the world has a live well that'll hold 200 pounds of fish safely all day? That's a lot of fish. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we uh, we we did it for a few different reasons. <laughs> um, one is, you know, we want to get uh, new people into the sport. Not everybody's got a hundred gallon live well, so. Um, you know, we try to get it where people want to start coming out, and they got a 150 quart cooler, you know, with some, um, you know, pumps and stuff in it. You know, they got enough to, you know, put a couple of in. And um, we've we've got the 34 uh, inch rule per person, only one fish. So if somebody does not have a partner to fish with them, uh, they can show up by themselves and actually uh, fish and be competitive. You know, they can have one fish over 34 inches, and everybody else, if it was two fish over 34, um, they would, you know, they would actually, you know, he, he wouldn't be able to get two fish over 34. And it's also um, a lot more challenging, um, you know, with one big fish and having to get uh, two kickers to try to get your weight. But, um, you know, we, we, we talked about this, you know, for about a month, and uh, I did, that was the best go with uh, one thirty four inches and uh, with two under. Now, even in, even up here and up north, you know, in, in places where, let's say you have a lot of uh, lake tournaments on a trail or something like that, like the ICA or, or some other clubs where they're fishing, um, you know, lake tournaments and some big rivers and stuff, I, I kind of think that it's still a good idea to go to a three fish where they where normally you have a five or six fish limit you know it doesn't it doesn't make sense for sure on to me on on a big water like the Missouri Mississippi or Ohio 
because um, like Lyle said, not many people have a live well that could support them for all day long. And, you know, it, it, for the for the regular lakes, you know, that just have mainly channel cats and things like that, you, you might think, oh, well, you know, I could get five channel cats or whatever in, in my live well, and that's all fine and dandy. But when you think about, like, with what Chuck said, getting new people into it, you're not really doing anything. You're not doing a, a service to the to the catfishing tournament scene of getting new people to show up because most people, even with a 150 quart cooler, that you know they're not going to go out and buy that stuff. They're not going to go do that to get into it or try it. You know they're going to, if they're a bass guy or a crappie guy or whatever, and they hear about a catfish tournament that's on a lake and it's you know just three three fish, they got a a 15, 20 gallon live well that their bass boat has, they might show up, fish that tournament, you know, have a great time catching channel cats and decide to become a, you know, a trail following cat fisherman. You know, that, it, it really, it's all it takes is fishing one one tournament or something. That's how most people who get into tournament catfishing get into it. They just go fishing once and they're like, all right, I'm done catching bass. I'm done catching bait. I'm going for the fish now. <laughs> I'm going for the predators out there. Well, one uh, of the coolest things that you can ever see is is uh, I've been lucky enough to, well, or unlucky enough, however you want to uh, look at it, to be at a, at a uh, ramp where there was a catfish tournament with a bunch of boats, uh, and at the same time, a bass tournament at the same ramp with a bunch of boats, and the people actually left watching the way in for the bass to come while they was weighing in to come watch the weigh in for the catfish because the biggest bass was four or five pounds and that was about the size of the smallest catfish weighed in that day so uh, you know I've seen and heard of that happening a couple of different times I just happened to be fortunate enough to be there uh, at one and and their whole crowd left that took the bass tournament weigh in to come watch the catfish excuse me catfish tournament weigh in and I think the biggest uh, fish that they weighed was like 30 pounds, but still, that was uh, that's uh, a monster fish for them bass guys. They don't see. Well, you know, it was it was uh, triple what the whole weigh-in for the biggest weigh-in them guys had. Yeah. Hey, y'all were talking about uh, you know the the blue catfish out in South Carolina and, and the Sante Cooper. Uh, you know, South Carolina, they didn't uh, they didn't regulate their blue catfish for a long time, and here recently, you know, they passed some laws, and now they have the uh, the 36 inch. You can only have one catfish over 36 inches, over 36, and unlimited under. Um, you know, and then and in, in starting in 2015, uh, they're going to lower it 25 fish possession limit. And only two fish larger than 32 inches may be taken. Uh, so Marion and Moultrie, which make up the Sante Cooper. Um, so you know these guys from now until you know this uh, April 1st, 2015, they're going to be getting as many blue, big blue catfish out of this lake as they can. Most of the guys you see doing it, um, they're actually the older uh, guides, which. Uh, you, they really don't care if the lake gets fished out because they're, you know, getting on their last leg anyway. And, um, you know, as long as they make their money now, they're not worried about what the future is like. Uh, that's pretty much the way I take it, um, you know, commenting on some of their stuff on social sites and, and getting there. You know, they're, they're saying, you know, who are you? We, we live out here. We know not what's in the lake. Um, you know, three years ago, I was seeing 70 and 80 pound catfish come out of there every week, and now I don't even think I've seen one. Uh, you know, in the past year, so um, you know, it's been devastated out there, and uh, you know, they just truly believe, well, the big ones are not biting today. You know, that's that's the way they think of it. You know, they've been catching them out there for 25 years. They still think they're in there, and everybody's full of crap that uh, that that they fished them out. So, well, um, and you know. That's just like the deal on uh, Lake the Ozarks and Truman. Uh, those two uh, guides that think they uh, are guys get the catfish, and from what I've seen, they really don't catch that much. But, uh, you know, they claim that there is no uh, shortage on the slot limit size fish, which there's not. It, and it's not a matter of whether there's a shortage of slot limit size fish. It's the shortage of fish over the slot. And, and what they did was put a two over 34-inch 
uh, limit on them, and you can't catch anything from uh, uh, 30, 34 down to, I think, it, what is it, 18? Something I'd have to look. I don't really know. But, uh, you know, you can keep all of the ones under that you, that you want, and the reason for that is so you can actually keep more fish because it is very much overpopulated with small fish, but it gives the, the slot limit fish time to reach adult breeding size and trophy size uh, limit. And, and these guys say, oh, there's no limit, there's no shortage of the slot limit size fish. Well, that is correct. And they're not trying to make more of them. What they're trying to make is more of the breeding size fish. Those, those fish at, at, it's in the slot are just, at the top end of the slot, are just starting to be prolific breeders. You know, they start a little sooner before they get to the, to the outer limit. But that's when they start being prolific and do do the major part of the breeding, produce a lot of eggs and stuff. So why kill all those fish before they get a chance to reach their prevention? Yeah. Well, uh, the, uh, uh, go ahead, Joe. Uh, you know, some of the stuff we're going to bring up tonight about, uh, you know, you know how how to dress and stuff for uh, tournaments. Um, you know, to upkeep the reputation of catfishing and, uh, you know, to, to try to get us, um, you know, to where, you know, people's going to want to come see the weigh-ins um, and all this. There was, uh, you know, some articles, some posts a while back about, you know, people were saying that, you know, these guys that are just starting out in catfishing and that have only fished for, you know, uh, two or three years in tournaments, that they really don't have the right to, um, you know, wear uh, jerseys that, you know, uphold companies' names and stuff because the the guys that have been doing it for a while uh, think it's taken away from, you know, the respect that they deserve, um, you know. But, you know, the way I think of it, the, m the more people that go out there and, you know, even if you buy uh, matching shirts at Academy, um, you know, that look really nice or, you know, the, the team has matching jerseys and some small bait companies and stuff like that, you know, let them put their names on there for a 10% discount, which isn't very much. It helps out a lot when you don't have any money, but it's not like they're paying your gas and your entry fees and stuff. What do y'all think about, um, you know, upholding the look for tournaments and, uh, you know, beginners, if they're able to, uh, you know, wear jerseys and stuff, do, do you think that um, there's a problem with that? Well, to start with, if they can secure a sponsor or somebody that will pay part of their entry fees or, or fuel or anything and put their name on their shirt, uh, absolutely let them do it because that's just, they, they went out and solicited or, or convinced people that they're capable of being competitive in them tournaments, and nobody should take that away from them. Uh, it's hard to get sponsorship of any kind, but if you, if those guys are starting out and they secure a sponsorship right away, then somebody is already believing in them, and it's the kind of guys that will go a long way in the sport. Yeah, I, I my personal like what you were getting on to there, Chuck, is you know a lot of what you were starting to say there was just. The more people that have a professional look to them, the better, is what you were kind of saying there. You know, whether they're new, you know, been there for a long time, you know, if if, if they if they look good, if they're not, you know, wearing bibs with no t-shirt and being runny doo-doo out there, you know, then it's better for the sport. It's better for everybody that is involved in it. Um, I, I look at it like, you know, even if you were to go start a bowling team or whatever and you and your partner or your team or whatever all get bowling shirts you know it's you're doing it for that reason you want to look you know like a unified team you wanna you wanna present yourself well um, and, and if you get sponsors to do you know to back you in any way shape or form you you put the work in to do it you talk to them you, you've told them who you are you've told them what you're doing and you you acquired that sponsorship. You didn't you didn't. I mean, most likely you didn't go to them and feed them a bunch of lies. You didn't tell them that you were the you know the greatest in the world at everything and and uh, you know because most of the time when you talk to sponsors, anybody who is you know very 
intelligent at all, I guess, is going to figure out whether or not, you know, you're full of crap or you're somebody who is, is going to be able to basically sell a product for them. I mean, that's what a lot of sponsorships is. is you're, you're a salesman. And being, you know, if, if you're... If you're a good cat fisherman or you're somebody that's working on it and, and and they like Lyle said, they believe in you, you don't have to be at the top, you know. I mean, they, they might look at you as somebody that is definitely on their way up or, or definitely putting the time and the effort into becoming better and, and loves and is passionate about what they're doing. They don't want somebody like if I was to contact uh, Lyle and say Man, I I, see, I went to one of these weigh-ins and I seen the guy that won it won like five thousand dollars. Man, I'm gonna start doing this catfishing stuff. I need a I need a sponsor because I want to win some of that money. Man, I'm gonna get that money. I'm gonna get that cheese, baby. You want to hook me up? You want to be my sponsor? What are you gonna say, Lyle? Uh, you know, probably not. <laughs> probably well, not. Know, the, the way I think of it, you know, everybody says it's it's pro staff not professional staff um i kind of think more of promotional staff you're trying to promote the 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 stuff that the the people you're wearing on the shirt you're representing them you're using their equipment you're trying to show their stuff off at at, at tournaments if people ask to hold them or bring an extra rod for somebody to use during a tournament to see if they like them and uh, you know, let them walk around your boat and, and, and see the items that are on there that, um, you know, that are from the people who are sponsoring you. Um, you know, that's the way I think of it. It's um, definitely, you know, you, you're re represent. Oh, I think Chuck froze out on us. Promotional. All right. You back there, Chuck? You kind of froze yeah. out on us there. Uh, yeah, um, so, you know, anybody who can get a sponsor and, you know, promote their stuff, that's the number one key is, um, you know, getting them to believe that you're going to uphold a good standard and represent them well and promote their stuff. Um, if you go out and you're an embarrassment, uh, you're embarrassing the people you represent also, um, you know, so you got to keep yourself... Um, at, you know, at good nature at all times. Um, you got to be willing to spend an extra 15 minutes at gas stations and talk to people when you're getting gas and ask you about catfishing and what gear you use. Me and Leanne spend so much time talking to people in grocery stores <laughs> and the gas stations you would not believe. We're almost oh. late, late going fishing and everything else because people just want to sit there and talk to us. On the way home, yeah, filling the truck up. I. I like you're saying, I mean, I do believe it because I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I'll be sitting there and, and pumping the truck, you know, pumping the gas in the truck, and guy over will come over, start walking around the boat, or, you know, oh, what, you know, I mean, they'll ask you all kinds of questions, you know, where'd you go, what are you doing, you know, I didn't even, you know, I've heard, I didn't even know there was catfish tournaments. I've heard that quite a bit, you know, it's kind of shocking to me, but it, I've heard it, you know, that it's, you know, that. Like you're saying, definitely, you know, it, not just at tournaments, you know, where you represent yourself. It's it's who you are, I guess, as a person. And things like Facebook, uh, especially especially these days, you know, sponsors are going to look at your Facebook account. They're going to look at all the... If you're constantly in drama, if you're constantly in feuds, things like that, that's not what they want. They don't want somebody that's that's in all that all the time they uh you know they want you to be a well-mannered regular person that you know is is above that an adult basically and really you know and, and you say that and you think well we're all adults but really there's a lot of guys that don't act like adults on facebook there's a lot of you know a lot of grown people that don't act like adults on facebook and that's that is a, a true fact. It's sad. It's you know, but it's true. And if anybody who's on my page, you know, you'll probably notice that I don't post a ton. I don't. I don't get involved with drama. I don't post any anything like that. I don't post about how, um, 
you know, my my baby's mama's next door neighbor's cousin stole my lawnmower, and I'm gonna kill everybody in the neighborhood because I'm so mad about it. It just that's not that's not an adult thing to do. I mean, and and believe it or not, that's just it's it's true. And I'm I'm sorry I'm reading Rob's he's he, we're talking in in uh, live chat here Rob's he's saying that ethics are far more critical to him than wins and losses when it comes to sponsoring. Additionally, it takes it 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 ties back to the perception, horrible language, uh, constant bickering. It's just not something a, a sponsor wants to see. And that's very true. Um, throughout the year, we get just hundreds and hundreds of people wanting uh, to know about sponsorship and, and, and we've talked about this before and, and I'm very particular about who I put uh, my name on their boat and different things and uh, some of the some of the guys that are uh, outstanding in the field of catfishing uh, I've had to turn down for constant amounts of drama and bull uh, on Facebook and other forms of media uh, just because I don't want uh, what they do to be associated with what I do. And it's not that they're bad people. It just seems like they're always in the midst of something, and, and I don't need it. And uh, uh, not that I don't get involved with it sometimes, because I do, and everybody does at one point or another, uh, but somebody that's involved with something all the time uh, is just not going to do you as much good as a mild-mannered person that, that kind of stays out of it and uh, only gets drug into it once in a while. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's the difference. And uh, I'm always looking for someone that catches a few fish and and uh, looks the part of a professional and acts like it and wants to visit with people and, and uh, does all the things that I'm interested in doing instead of what he thinks is right. Uh, he needs to do what I think is right. And uh, that's the kind of people I look for. Yeah, and we've talked about it before, but, you know, one of the things that I would, you know, I guess you got to think of it like I would, if I owned a product or whatever, how would I want people to look at me? Would I want them to look this way? Would I not want, you know, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want my, my uh, field staff or pro staff or whatever that were representing me to be bad-mouthing competitive products. I wouldn't, you know. To, that's one of the big things that I see that happens is the bad mouthing, um, you know, like like a, a, a very serious bad mouthing in public and and to other people about uh, competitive products. That's that doesn't help sell a product at all that you're trying to sell. All that does is show that you're, you know, you're you're stooping to a level that isn't needed. You know, the best thing to do is to show why what you have is better. And for what reason? I mean, that's that's the only thing that you need to do. You don't have to say this this was a bad product. You can say, oh, you know, this is a good product, but you know, I use this because, you know, it can do this, it can do that. I, I like it. You know, it feels better to me. It's my preference. There's lots of different reasons. And when you tell people and you and you go about it in that manner, you're going to convert more people than you are by just talking bad about a different product. I believe. Correct, and uh, everything that I have on my jersey, I, I was using a good two years before um, they even went on my jersey. So, um, you know, I'm I'm not going to use anything that I don't believe in, um, you know, unless they write me a big, huge check. But you know, that's not going to happen. What what we're doing, <laughs> but um, and, and you still, Chuck, I, I don't see you. Uh, I know I wouldn't do it. I doubt if Chris would either. Uh, uh, even if and let, even with a big check that, that you could possibly support something that you don't believe in. Correct. You know. You know. You know. Fester stink bait. You know. We. You know. Something like that. You don't see it. You know. Nobody's ever heard of it. You know. They're writing you a big check and they want you to lie to everybody about. You know. You catching these big seventy-five pound fish on it and you're. You know. You're not even using that. Um, you know. That's totally misleading people, and you know I wouldn't ever do anything like that to, you know, actually get, uh, you know, sponsorships or, or or a paid check to, you know, promote something I didn't believe in totally. I think some companies should 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 send me some offers, and we should test my theory on on or Lyle's theory on 
what I'd do for amount of money. <laughs> see, we'll, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> actually, on, on Twisted Cat Outdoors web forum, we've actually had sponsors that, that I, when we started that, and I think it's been going on six, seven years now, uh, when, when we took sponsorships on trying to, to, to build the site uh, that we didn't know about and come to find out they were just a bunch of crap. And, and we immediately took them off of there because we don't want to promote or or uh, uh, support anything that's that's junk, you know, or stuff that's not true. When somebody says that it does this or this and it doesn't do that, uh, it doesn't do what they say it'll do. There's there's no sense of having them on there, and and uh, that was one of the big reasons why uh, for my rod building is you just you know these guys tell you that their rod or this or that'll do this and that and when you spend the money and you get it home and it doesn't do even close to what they say it's going to do, then, you know, you're disappointed, you're out the money, and you still don't have what you're looking for. So, uh, and, you but, know, and, you know, one other thing on that, though, is the person that told you to get that, you're not going to listen to anything else they ever have to say because they steered yeah. you so wrong. That, that's exactly right. You know, uh, Joe's fishing reel down the street here, the best I ever had in my hand is, it costs a little bit, but you'll never have to replace it. You get it home. It's kind of like one of the guys sell on another website. You get them to your door, and they don't even make a good sinker. You know, uh, stuff like that does nothing for them. It does nothing for you, and it sure doesn't do anything good for catfish fishing. That's correct. I've had you know, uh, you know, somebody you know tell me, hey, I got this new rod. I'm gonna send it to you. All you gotta do, you know, when you catch fish on it. You know, just hold the fish up and tell them you caught it on that rod. You know, and a, a month later, you know, they'll, you know, send me a message on Facebook and say, I haven't seen any post on that rod yet. And you're like, man, they've hit every rod in the boat but that one. You know, I'm not going to lie and say I caught it on that rod and I didn't. I'm going to wait till I catch one on it. You know, and, that, you know, that's just how I do. I could have held up a fish and said, oh, I caught it on this rod, but, you know, ethically, I'm not going to do it. Um, so I'm not going to say I did if I didn't. <laughs> well, and and uh, a lot of the TV shows, they're all scripted, you know, and I enjoy watching those as much as anybody, but uh, a lot of the time they're, they're uh, reeling in fish that was caught by somebody else or before, and they have a script they go to and they try to stick with it. Uh, there's not as many of those shows that's actually true to form as you might think. Yeah. And like like Chuck was saying, you know, like it, it, I seriously contacted one of my sponsors. I think I talked to him for three to four years, you know, in a row, and I got declined every year in a row. And finally, you get on with them. I mean, if you develop, you know, a relationship with a person, even if it's just one where, you know, I talked to him, and then periodically I'd send him a thing saying, you know, I'm doing this this year and I'm, I'm moving up you know I, I still I'm still interested and I'm, I'm gonna apply again next year you're just keeping touching base with them you're letting them know that you're not a fly-by-night person you're not somebody that's just you know trying to get whatever you can get for free you know that and that's and I and I tell people that a lot of people ask me about sponsorships and and how I got mine and all that stuff and one of the first things I say and I don't ever say it meaning it in a rude way or at all but it really is don't contact them thinking about what you're going to get from them. You need to contact them thinking about what you can do for them. That's exactly right. And uh, but you know, let's get back on the sportsmanship and everything. But before we go back here, I want to go ahead, you know, and uh, do the the uh, whiskerware giveaway. Um, I believe this is the last week for it. So I'm gonna go ahead and do a screen share, and we're gonna do a giveaway here real quick. All right, so well, who we have left right now, Teresa and Dave, Melinda Jackson, Jason Malone, Jason Malone Super Fan Entry, Ron Workman, Scott Meyer, Seth McAllister, Jason Huggins, and Brown Catfishing. We're going to put you into random.org here, and we're going to randomize it five times. On the fifth time, whoever's name is in the first spot is going to be the, the last winner for the Whiskerware giveaway for this month. So here we go. One... Two, three, four, five. Brown catfishing. 
Brown Catfishing is the winner of this week's Whisker Wear Apparel giveaway. Now I need to go back and... There we go. So congratulations, Brown Catfishing. I'll get with you and uh, get you the information you need to get your uh, long or short sleeve shirt, uh, koozie, and decal from Whisker Wear Apparel. And uh, we, we all want to thank Rob um, with Whisker Wear very much for what he's been doing for the show and helping us out with giveaways and, and also for just the sport of catfishing in general. I know he's, he's doing a lot for different tournament trails, so... Thank you very much, Rob. We really appreciate having you as a as a, a helper with the show and, and like a sponsor almost. But uh, thank you very much, Rob. We really appreciate it. Now, back to the uh, sportsmanship. Let me get my uh, page back up here, too. Sportsmanship also, another thing I wanted to touch on, um, one of the things I heard about, I think it was last week or something, was a guy in a tournament having another boat pull up pretty much right on top of him and, you know, basically being cursed out or whatever and saying that that's their spot or they've been pre-fishing it for, you know, I don't, I mean, four days, I, I really don't care. To me, that's very unsportsmanlike. I don't care how long you've been pre-fishing. I don't care if you think it's your spot. In a tournament, if somebody gets to that spot before you, it's not your spot. That's their spot. You know, and to sit right on top of them or, or get real close to them and, and just try to be, you know, uh, I guess uh, rude about it is very unsportsmanlike. And it's, it's another thing that, you know, goes along with the image and and... I think that, you know, you, you got to step up and be an adult. You need to move on, find a different spot, you know, figure something else out. Go by the rules. I mean, if 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 they did something wrong, you know, tell them they did something wrong. But don't handle it in the way that it, that it, it is rude or, or, you know, you're just being immature about it. You guys well, have anything on that? Well, there's, there's some of that that's went on at a couple of different places the last week and and uh, some of the guys they call, and, and I, you know, believe it or not, I'm really not the tournament police, uh, but I hear about everything good or bad that goes on in tournaments all over the world or all over the United States. And, and one reason is, uh, especially during night tournaments, all these guys know I'm up late working, and, and uh, you know, they uh, message me or call me or whatever, and and so and so is doing this or such and such is doing that, you know, and I, I really uh, don't mind hearing it. But it, it, when it comes to being a good sport about catfishing, uh, boys, I'm telling you, if you think you're going to make a living uh, catching catfish in tournaments, uh, you probably need to wake up because you're dreaming. I mean, you can make a little money off of it if you hit two or three in a row, but if you figure it out over the period of the, the whole fishing season and how much you spend and how much you won, unless you won every big tournament you entered, you're probably going to come out on the bad end of the deal. But, uh, you know, if, if a guy's in your spot and you're supposed to stay so many feet or so many yards or whatever it is from him, you know, he may not be set up on that spot right. He may not catch those fish. And chances are if he don't catch them in 20, 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, he's going to be gone and you can go in there, set up on it correctly, and catch the fish you know is there. I mean, it's not a big deal. Uh, one of the things that I got called on the other night when I, from a guy in a tournament was, uh, one guy was anchored up and another and come drifting by him, you know, and he's supposed to stay so many yards away from him. Well, in that, that case, they tangled up lines, you know. They was mad because the guy drifting tangled up their anchored lines, and there they all both are trying to get them all untangled. It, it's common sense, fellas. It really is. You guys know that they're they're sitting there anchored out. Why in the world would you drift by them knowing that you got a chance of tangling up two or three of their lines and tying both of you up for 30 minutes because I promise you, if I'm fishing and you tangle me up, I'm taking a, a knife or a cigarette lighter or something to your line so I can get mine retied and get them back out there. I'm not going to fool with that. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that I'm in a tournament. I'm trying to do the best I can, and that's the fastest way I can get my lines back in the water. Uh, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. But 
you know, I've been hearing an awful lot of this in the last two or three weeks from a whole bunch of different places uh, and different people. And uh, there's there's plenty of fish and there's plenty of water and there's plenty of room for everybody. Yeah. 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 If uh, you know, if if you go out pre-fishing the day before and and you see somebody fishing in a spot, um, you know, that that don't mean that that's their it's their spot. That's why people draw numbers. Um, you know, that's why there's a, a, a certain order you take off. You know, the the first person to get to any spot, it, it's it's the first person is there. Um, you know, everybody's going to try to pick out the same type structure and everything. And you know, who knows? You may have fished on Thursday. You was going back to fishing on Friday, but somebody was already there. So on Saturday. You got there first again, but the people fished there on Friday, you know, thinking they own it. I mean, that's not the way it goes, and people should have the right attitude to say, "Oh well, I got to go find somewhere else now and just head on down." Yeah, that's that's part of just, you know, being mature, being an adult about it. Um, a couple more things before we we you know talk about this a little bit more. I'm not sure how much more we got, but um, I want to go ahead and do a screen share again. And I just feel like I, you know, we should do this. It's something that this is WhiskerWearApparel.com. This is his website. I believe I've talked to him a little bit. They're working on a new website. Uh, I don't know if it's anytime soon, but this is their website right now. I think you guys all should go check it out. Get yourself a, a long sleeve or a short sleeve shirt. They're, they're real cool designs. Um, he's got hoodies, uh, accessories like koozies, things like that. Um, you can see. On here, he's got different colors. He's got them for the ladies. He's got them uh, for the guys. He might even have some for kids. Um, if if he doesn't have them on here, he might be able to get you some. Uh, just send him a message on the contact button there. But definitely uh, check his website out. You know, get you some decals, a koozie, whatever you want to do, and and support the guys who are are supporting catfishing. So. Well, and like I, I think I mentioned this last week, uh, we all have a lot of shirts and, and different stuff from different wear and, and by the way I, I received an Indiana Hunter t-shirt through the mail the other day I was just so happy to get it um, uh, Cindy snatched up on it right away and that's all good uh, but it is a really nice gesture and thanks you guys for sending that to me but um, the quality of Rob's stuff is second to none you know uh, I, I get shirts from places and, and the one that that Jason and them sent me the other day. Jason Heath, it was very nice, uh, high quality. But everything Rob's got is, is just a, a step above everybody else's. Uh, he don't use uh, cheap material, cheap shirts. He uses good stuff. The color stays fast on the material, and and uh, you know you just can't beat a, a quality product. If you're gonna spend your money anyhow, you might as well get something that's gonna last, and and that's what he's got. Yep. Um, I think Jason sent Jason sent me a text. And he said, "For them guys that 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 are in your spot, I, he goes, you could just do what I do, what, do the old fud to him, pull pull up next to him, point at him, and say, stay out of my spot." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you talk about the spots. Yeah, uh, a year or two ago when we had our other boat, it was really really fast and. And uh, rarely did I have to worry about anybody ever beating me to a spot. You know, uh, they're just hardly. There was a couple of boats that I couldn't outrun, and I'm not going to say that I could outrun them all, but there was very few of them uh, that, that did. There's a guy from Quincy, Illinois. I don't know what he's got, but I'm telling you what, he go. I, you know, I'd be running 60, 65 mile an hour, and he'd go around me like I said, still. But <laughs> for the for the most part, uh, I didn't have that issue. And now that we've got a more comfortable boat for us. Uh, it seems like everybody uh, outruns us, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, except for if I've been watching a place and, and checking on it pretty regularly, I know there's fish there, uh, if somebody gets to that spot, uh, you got to have a game plan to where you have a plan on getting in to another place. You know, when we go out and we're pre-fishing these tournaments, uh, we'll make a list. Well, this is our number one spot. This is what we're going to try to get to first. If somebody's there, we'll go into this place, and then after that, this place, and this place. Very rarely will you have to go to more than two places to be able to fish a spot. 
if somebody's in your first spot, like I say, there's a good chance that just because they know fish is there does not mean they know how to set up on it right or how to drift it correctly or how, whatever the case is to where they would be uh, uh, catching the fish. And if they do, they may be catching small fish. Uh, the fish may be feeding up on the shallows. They're down deep. You may want to fish them deep. You may want to fish them on the bend. You know, there's a lot of variables to whether they're going to catch the fish that you know is there or not. So give them time. If they don't get what they think they need to get, they're going to be moving along. You move in there and set up like you're supposed to, and, and you'll catch the fish. You know, so uh, that my spot stuff, you know, we had a deal like that happen a couple of years ago, and uh, one guy's boat wasn't quite as fast as the other, and they've been pre-fishing this, and he went to pull in the spot, and another guy actually pulled in right in front of him and towed his anchor out. And they had quite the heated battle there. They didn't know it was going to come to blows or anything, but, you know, it, it could have been that way. And one of them's a big old boy, and, and, and you just you just don't want to do that. But, uh, it happens a lot, and, uh, you know, we just um, you just have to make the best of it because you're going to be seeing these guys in a tournament down the road. Uh, and, and if you get aggravated at a tournament, don't quit fishing just because somebody is – has, has, has done something to upset you, just, you know, forget it, go on back, beat their ass the next time, and call it a day. That's, that's just what you got to do. In the tournament, not literally. Right, right, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'll fish them is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Don't get mad and quit, quit fishing tournaments, uh, even though it is upsetting. Go back to the next tournament, take their money, and call it good. Yep. Um, another thing real quick I'm going to do is uh, the five uh, people who posted on Catfish Weekly um, that we want to say thanks for posting on Catfish Weekly and keep posting on it. Uh, Nick Plumer, Lee Dickerson, Josh Hackathorne, Thomas Wakefield, and Adam Winder. Thank you guys for posting on the site. Please keep doing it. We enjoy it. Uh, fish picks, you know, some nice catfish or kids fishing. You know, your kids or nephews or whatever, you know, just post that stuff on there. It's all great content to have on the site. You know, we appreciate it. So keep it up. Thank you. Hey, uh, you know, you mentioned Adam Winder's name, and, and Adam is really cranking up on this catfishing deal. He's been uh, hitting some tournaments, been pretty successful. Uh, he has a great friend that is a personal friend of mine also, um, Jason Mathena and his mother Vicky and, and uh, uh, Adam fishes with them at the Monsters and a couple other tournaments. And uh, Jason, uh, and I'm not saying that, that that Adam doesn't know how to fish, but Jason has shared some information that with Adam, and Adam probably has shared some information with Jason. And, and these guys are going to be somebody to reckon with at every tournament they're in. They're 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 learning from each other and doing really good. But Jason's so knowledgeable, and him and Adam get along so good, and uh, they're just—they're really tough in a boat. And I look for them to be one of the, the teams to beat down there in October. Yeah, I need to get with them, both of them, and see if they'll teach me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's been been doing really good here lately, and and uh, uh, I believe he fished with Jody uh, in a tournament here a while back, and they won the tournament. Is that correct? Uh, there was a tournament in Owensboro that I think Jody, I don't know if, who was with Jody. I think it was this weekend. Jody's another one. He's been on fire here lately. And, and congratulations to them guys because, uh, you know, they're in an area that, uh, you know, people say all this and that about that Ohio River. And, and you know, I'm as bad as anybody else about that. But uh, when you go in there and get some of the competition that them guys are fishing against and, and win, uh, you've had a good day. You know, and, and that's... Uh, uh, that's another thing. If you guys over around Kansas City this year, they have absolutely been putting some monstrous fish in the boat. And them guys over there that's winning Brad's tournaments, uh, you know, they've earned it because he has a big turnout, and them guys have been putting some monster fish in the boat. Yeah, this, uh, I guess it was a good good day on the Ohio River for uh, the Indiana Catfish Association's open tournament they had in Leavenworth. Um, you like you know the problems that we're facing on the Ohio River. The the way in that they had this last weekend doesn't represent that well real well. But you know there are days where the you know, fishing is just better. But overall, there's still problems. I just want to say this up front. But 
Uh, Kearns, I believe, weighed in um, 167 pounds from the Ohio River this this weekend. Uh, second place, I think, was Casey and John, Casey Tudoro and John Lamaster. I believe they had like 153 pounds or 157, somewhere in that. Uh, and then Chuck and James with a 61-pound blue, I believe was big fish and 130-something pounds total at third place. That's, you know, that's a, that was an excellent weigh-in from what I hear. And, and congratulations to all you guys for that for that tournament. Well, and, and uh, uh, Phil Brown won the uh, the shirt package a while ago from Whisker Whirl, but uh, and I don't remember who won the tournament. I'm sorry, fellas, I can't remember them all, but. But Phil and his wife won the tournament out in Calamus uh, over the weekend, and his wife set a personal best uh, channel cat. Uh, what was it? Tw- a little over 21 pounds. Uh, just you know, just a, a monster of a channel cat. But Calamus is known for having great fish out there, and congratulations to those guys too. Yeah, he was. He he posted in the chat that that uh, one of the things he was out there drifting, and he was uh, let's say he was out there for about an hour. Um, no, actually, he was out there all night uh, drifting by themselves, and then after an hour, there was five boats all around them, and that you know that's it happens, and you just got to adapt, you know, and that you know be mature, figure out something else, adapt, figure out what to do, you know, don't pull over next to them, start slinging weights at them, or pull a gun on them, or threaten to beat their butt when they get it, you know, get to the ramp. None of that stuff is is good for the sport. It's not good for, you know, for yourself. You know, and I'm trying to look at them guys' perspective because uh, some of these guys are pretty young fellas, and and, and when I was uh, in my 20s and 30s, you know, somebody do that to me, I was ready to go at it, you know, or, or fling weights at them. I've done it all, you know. Would, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it again, you know, but uh, it's wrong, and I know it's wrong, but, when you get upset, you get mad, you, you lose your train of thought, and, and some people just, uh, and, and I was used to be very bad about that, but believe me, the older you get, uh, the the more mature you become, and, and uh, you learn to talk things out uh, man to man instead of the other way around. Yeah. Yes, and you do forget things, lots of things. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I think we've had a pretty good show for the night on the topic anyway, so if we want to go ahead and uh, go with closing statements, I'll let Chuck start us off. If you got anything to add before a closing statement, you can too. No, I'm good. Uh, I just want to remind everybody we're having our our third of four tournaments this year at uh, Wheeler Lake um, in two weeks, September 6th. We'll be launching out of Ingalls Harbor. Um, it's going to be from 7 to 4 uh, go to Alabama Catfish Trail uh, page and all the rules entry information and everything is on there if you're interested um, it's going to be a good time um, I drive two and a half hours and it's in my state so I know plenty of people in Mississippi and Tennessee that can drive less hours than I can and still make it and have a good time so I hope I see a lot of people there all right, Lyle. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that um, Quincy, Illinois, September 20th, Twisted Cat Outdoors will be holding the final uh, tournament before the year-end classic in Keokuk, Iowa. Um, this is your last chance to qualify for the $5,000 guaranteed uh, first-place money at Keokuk without having to pay double the entry fee. Uh, we haven't got all the details worked out on that. It will be done this week, and I'll get it posted on Twisted Cat Outdoors and Facebook and probably on the, um, the Catfish Weekly web form and on our site. Uh, this is not an added money tournament at Quincy, but it's a great time up there. Uh, usually have a really good turnout. Uh, they have a, a really nice... Uh, one, one or two boat ramp and, and uh, the Southside Boat Club, uh, a bunch of us usually meet up there on Friday nights and have a uh, uh, have a little dinner and, and uh, they have dollar beers and it's just a really, really fun time. We've been going up there for, uh, I don't know, five or six years now and just uh, I just can't wait to get up there because it's such a great group of people that 
let us come in there and hold our tournaments. And then uh, October 25th and 26th in Keokuk, Iowa, if you guys are interested in fishing a great tournament, uh, it will be the Twisted Cat Outdoor Year-End Tournament. We're gonna uh, we're gonna launch out of Southside Boat Club up there. It'll be a two-day. Uh, Saturday will be seven to three. Sunday it'll be seven to twelve, I believe. Um, we're we're torn here a little bit on the entry fee. It's either gonna be 125 or 150 for the two-day event. Uh, if you have not entered. Or if you have not entered and fished at least one of the regular tournaments throughout the year, entry fee will be double to get in for the money. There's also going to be a Calcutta at a captain's meeting to be determined where uh, on Friday night. Uh, this will be a great time. Keokuk is such a good place to hold tournaments. There's a great bunch of people. Good places to eat. they got a really great smorgasbord up there. Uh, Super 8 will be the host motel for us. Uh, they're going to give us special ratings. So uh, if you get a chance, come up and join us. It'll be a great time. I have yet to see a Calcutta at a, at a fishing tournament. That would kind of be cool. <laughs> well, what it's going to be is every every team that's entered will have, if nobody bids on them, they will have to buy themselves for 10 bucks, which is not, that's not that big a deal. Uh, and and there's some of them local boys up there is going to bring some pretty good money. Uh you know, you get Troy Hansen and Justin Burgess and Amy Smith that's won uh, two or three tournaments here in the last couple of months, been fishing that water. Uh, Jim Gillenwater, uh, tough, tough up there. Josh Mays, another one. Uh, Jason Rath, Bill Parford will probably be there. These guys fish over a lot. They're going to be hard to handle up there. And in the Calcutta, uh, they'll bring some pretty good money. Yeah. This will also be... Uh, 100% payback on the entry fee. So along with the 5,000 guaranteed money, uh, the, the pot could really be good up there. All right. That all you got? That's it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a screen share again. I'm going to talk uh, real quick about the Superfan package. We have recently added some great benefits to this Superfan package. For only $10, you get to be in the Superfan VIP group on our forum, which will give you this icon right here on all, all your posts. It'll show up as your icon to let everybody know how super cool you are and you're a fan of the show and you helped out. And uh, It's a special rank that, that shows up on all, on all of them. But some of the other benefits are an extra entry for every cat every contest that Catfish Weekly has for a year by following the rules. You do have to follow the rules um, to, in order to win. So like on the Whisker Wear Apparel, you have you still have to hold up the sign, you know, and, and do everything. But once you do what's needed to be done, you'll get double the entries. Uh, so another thing we added was $20 off a Black Horse Custom Rod. This doesn't exclude special or, or special offers. So if you have a special offer on something, it will not apply to that. But if you want to save a little bit of money, you can do it by getting a $10 um, Superfan VIP package and you'll get $20 off of any of his custom rods. Uh, Rob has also graciously gave us 15% off of whisker wear apparel uh, for only only for our Superfans and and if uh, you sign up for that you'll get that from his store as well. Uh, we also now have a special Catfish Weekly Super Fan Lounge on Facebook. It's a closed group, only accessible to the people in the Super Fan group. Uh, now, what's going to be in there is going to have, uh, uh, of course, all of us in there. We're going to try to get a lot of the hosts or a lot of the um, guests that we've had on the show, some of the top catfishermen in the country. Um, try to have them in there in that in that thing as well. So that way, if you got questions to ask about tournaments or things like that, they might be able to give you. A, uh, some input, um, you know, we don't have a lot of people in it right now, but we haven't contacted them yet. So if you're one of them guys and you know you're, you'd like to get in there and help 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 other guys out, just get a hold of us if we haven't got a hold of you yet, and we'll get you in that group. Um, there's going to be more that we're going to add to this thing. So for 10 bucks, all you're doing is helping us pay our costs for servers and, and, uh, and the chat programs and things like that. You know, we're not doing it so we can make money off of it. We're just trying to break even at the very least. So um, I appreciate it if you can help us out and, and do it. 
if you can't, that's fine too. The uh, you know the the giveaways, the contest giveaways, having double the entries on on that. You know, we're going to be having a lot of giveaways pretty much every month. Um, so it's something that I think is is definitely worth it. The cost is is not that much. Um, also, advertising on the site, we have uh, the advertising still available. Uh, if if you are interested, contact us. We'll get you set up with a with an image if you don't already have one. Um, we do have some some other guests and things planned here sh shortly in the future. As soon as we know more on that, we'll post it on the Facebook page. Uh, so um, I believe that's all on all that. I think. Uh, oh, the Catfish Magazine. Again, I want to let everybody know that if you're not already registered to get the Catfish Magazine, on the top right, there's the the cat the. Oh, let me see what it looks like. The uh, it looks like a catfish just swimming on the bottom. It says, "Are you a catfish fanatic? If so, click here." Uh, you do that. You register just by putting in your email. You'll get a digital magazine that's sent to you. I believe bi-monthly is the way they the way they uh, do their their uh, um, magazine. So you'll get a magazine that's 25, 30 pages long every two months. So. Um, do that. It doesn't cost anything. It's completely free. They're not going to spam you with all kinds of emails or anything like that. Um, and there's some really good articles in that. And there's also Catfish Weekly, so do it for that, if anything. <laughs> uh, besides that, I believe that's all I have. I know that the uh, Rising Sun Tournament is September 6th and 7th. It's coming up. If you haven't already registered, register for that. Probably going to be 120 plus boats at that tournament, two-day tournament, out of Rising Sun, Indiana, on the Ohio River. Um, Fifty dollars a person, and OhioValleyRiverCats.org, I believe, is their website. Um, so thanks everybody for that's came and watched the show live. We appreciate you guys joining us live for the show and asking questions and and all that. Thank you guys. Um, also, there's uh, want to let everybody know that the show itself is not sponsored by any uh, company or product or anything like that. Each of us individually are sponsored, but it has nothing to do with the show. Uh, they're all different sponsors and things like that. So uh, we're just doing this for the sport of catfishing and, and to enjoy enjoy it ourselves and help spread the joy that we have for it and the knowledge and to spread the conservation of it. So until next week, stay out of my spot.